0: Hello to all the Mamas listening. I'm Reed and Brittany's daughter. I want to let you know that us kids need our parents praying for us. Mama made a beautiful prayer journal to help you do that. Find the Head to Toe Prayer Journal at org.
1: Hey, ladies, welcome back to the no higher calling podcast. I'm so excited to, I almost called you Morgan Polly. I'm so excited to have Morgan (laughs) Young on the podcast with me. Morgan, thanks for joining.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's such a treat. You know, we kind of grew up in the same place, but I think there's a decade between us, Um, you know, so that had us in different circles a lot. Um, and you know, it was it was funny. Even as we get into today's topic, I think you'll touch on this a little bit. But you tend to have different identities throughout your life. And uh-huh. my husband and I always knew you as Scott Polly's daughter. Scott Polly yes. is an evangelist. <laughs> um, I've talked about him before on the podcast. He has the ministry of enjoying the journey, and his podcast is such a blessing to us. And really, just all your family's ministry. Um, but that's how we knew you. But now you have transitioned as I'm following you on Instagram and keeping up with your life. You're no longer Scott Polly's daughter. You're now Presley's mom. So, you know, yes. you might not ever be Morgan. You're just yeah. <laughs> associated <laughs> by the people in your life. Um, but anyway, it has been such a joy just to get to watch your beautiful family. Uh, you, Well, I'll let you share a little bit about yourself. You and your husband and your daughter.
0: Okay, so, um, yes, I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. You're pretty familiar with that place, yes. and um, my wife got Paul's daughter, and we went to temple Baptist Church, and I loved living in Knoxville. It was um absolutely wonderful, under the influence of pastor Clarence mm-hmm. sexton and we actually moved from there my junior year of high school when my dad went into full time evangelism, and that was hard um the two top hardest things of my life now, I guess. And the Lord taught me a lot through that. And ultimately I met my husband um, through moving there. We act- I actually moved to his hometown and started going to the same high school as him. And then when I graduated, I went to Crown. I decided I'd go back to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And Isaac ended up moving to Crown and we kind of reconnected there and started getting to know each other a little bit better, more than we did in high school. He was a year ahead of me, and we started dating. And the Lord has just given me the most amazing husband in the world. I love him so much, and I'm so thankful that um, we were able to reconnect and get married. And then um uh, this year, or well, last year, we'll start there. I we moved to, from Knoxville, being at Crown, to. Mm-hmm. Hickory, North Carolina, under the influence of um, Pastor Scott Hooks, and we absolutely love it here. We have enjoyed it so much. The Lord has taught us so many things, Mm -hmm. and it's been absolutely amazing. We know we're right exactly where God wants us to be. Um, Last school year, I taught second grade at Tabernacle Christian School, and I loved every minute of it. Mm -hmm. I did not think that I would not be teaching this year, but the Lord had other plans, and so that has been great. Um, Isaac still works full-time at the church and the school, Um, and so we're heavily involved here in the ministry. Mm -hmm. And then August of this year, August 3rd, Presley Ann was born, and she is just so special, and we love her so much, and the Lord, you know, moved what I thought my timeline would be around, but... (laughs) Um, it has just been so amazing, and his way is perfect. And so we are just excited to be able to be on the podcast with you today.
1: Oh well, I'm I'm really excited to have you join. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit before. I've talked several different things about birth on the podcast, and uh, by the time this comes out, I will definitely have had a baby. <laughs> uh, we're yes. batch recording, getting caught up, um, but we're recording a few weeks before my baby comes, and it's just it's such a big part of my life in this season. Um, So I've talked about birth quite a bit, but I have not tackled postpartum very much. And it's really been a topic that the Lord has had on my heart for a while now. And so I've been praying that he would just cross my path with some different ladies that I could interview in talking to this topic. And, you know, who would have thought that I'd get on Instagram and see this post by Morgan Young (laughs) talking all about your postpartum experience. And when I read it, I was just like, this is so good. And really it reflected so much of what I felt as a first time mom, so much of just the emotion and, um, just the transition, I guess, of Mm -hmm. what life used to be and what it now is, is just something totally different. Um, so I reached out and I was like, can you come on my podcast? And you said, yes. And I was like, (laughs) yay, I'm so excited. (laughs) Um. So anyway, I'm just going to transition and let you just kind of take over. Uh, this episode is called Postpartum, the Beautiful and the Ugly. And um, it really is both. And yes. you know, we were talking before about how hard it can be, but hard is not the same thing as bad. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. in those hard times that the Lord really reveals himself to us and reveals Absolutely. a lot about ourselves. Um, and yes. postpartum can really, I think, motherhood, Overall is so sanctifying. Um, but postpartum is really that first leap into the sanctification journey that you'll walk forever as a mama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'll just turn it over and let you kind of share your experience and then we'll just kind of keep chatting along as we go.
0: Yeah, so I do not feel qualified at all to even be talking about this <laughs> just because I am such a new mom and Presley is my first and she will be four months um, next week. But I am passionate for other young moms and new moms for postpartum. I do think it is kind of a touchy subject just because, you know, everybody wants to show the beautiful mm-hmm. side of childbirth and um, of having your newborn. And, you know, you see these pictures on Instagram, and I am guilty of this, just showing yeah. You know what, the beauty of it is, and you well, nobody wants to put their this...
1: weaknesses on display, and postpartum Absolutely. often brings out quite a few of those,
0: yes. And so, <laughs> like, if you'll notice on Instagram, I posted barely anything those first couple months, and then recently I'm posting things of her like every day, you know, because it's <laughs> so fun now. Um, it wasn't so fun that first month, it really wasn't, and that's just the hard truth of it. And you see these pictures of this mom on her couch with the baby and all cuddled up and what you don't know is that it was screaming two hours before that and then Mm -hmm. it was started screaming right when it woke up and um so I do think that while I was going through postpartum and especially in that first month I was thinking are all these other women dealing with these same things like am I the only one out here like just really having a hard time I didn't understand you know I was so excited to have Presley Mm -hmm. and so just like in awe when I had her and um, this is great. And then we got home, and it was not fantastic. <laughs> um, I did um have a hospital birth, and I had an episiotomy, and then I ended up getting a hematoma, which is a blood clot for any of you that wouldn't know what that is. I didn't know what that was. I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> um, I didn't even realize that was a possibility. And so I would really had to lay on the couch for the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very social. so, I absolutely just, I would sit there and I would just think, like, what is happening to me? And, you know, all these hormones and feelings are rushing through you. Mm-hmm. And so it was like I just woke up one day and my identity was gone. Like, mm-hmm. who like who am I now? and But, you know, what I didn't realize, and I said this in the post, was that I was just adding something to my mm-hmm. identity. You know, now I'm a mom. And, um, you know, your life kind of takes this shift. And so... Um, I just remember sitting there some days and, you know, Isaac would go to work and I would sit there and I would almost feel like this jealousy, Mm -hmm. like he gets to go out and have these social interactions and see people and you know, talk to people, you know, what is he going to do when he gets to work? He's going to maybe go out for lunch with people and have a good time. And I was like overstimulated. Like I'm sitting here. And even when he was, I remember this one day so clearly, I'm sitting there on the couch and I have her in my arms and I'm so sleep deprived. I can barely keep my eyes open. And he walks out the door and I'm just like, no, (laughs) like I'm by myself again. And I could almost cry right now, just thinking about it, just because, Just the pressure, I guess, that you feel that you're not really um, expecting, I guess, because, you know, like I said, you see these people and it looks like, wow, this is such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I even remember um, someone talking to me and they said, isn't it amazing just like this love that you've never felt before and this bond you have with your baby? And I'm like, what bond are you talking about? Like, are you joking? Like, I love her, but... like I just I don't understand Lord why do I not feel connected to my child like I almost felt like it was a sin Mm -hmm. and like why I know this is a gift you've given me but why am I not feeling totally wrapped up in her and totally in love with her like some days I just want to throw her in her crib like please just stop crying right and um, you just have like this mom guilt about mm-hmm. everything, and then on top of that, your physical recovery. And you know, I saw your um, episode about postpartum essentials and the different things you need. And mm-hmm. I was just going through my mind of, oh, I had that. Oh, I had that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a that that one I needed. You know, and <laughs> you live um, and learn. You just yes, you just have all these things that you between the recovery physically and then. Also, there is such a severe recovery mentally, and I don't think that people always realize that. You yeah. know, you hear about postpartum depression, and I would not put myself in that category. I think many people have heard it so much, have had it so much worse than I ever did. Um, I wouldn't say that I had severe depression or anything like that, but I definitely would say you have like a little bit of like those baby blues mm-hmm. where you're just sad and you don't really know why and you feel guilty and shameful over and you don't feel like you can tell anyone and um it like even (laughs) this is silly but um I started calling like whenever the sun started to go down like the sunset scaries um because literally when the sun would start to go down it was like my body went into panic mode okay like Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to, like, prepare myself. Like, I'm not going to get sleep. She's going to be crying. And I'm going to be alone through the night. And Isaac did help. Oh, my goodness. Isaac was such a hands-on dad. He was Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. He helped so much. Got up, changing your diaper, whatever I needed. Honestly, he was amazing. But you still feel, like, this loneliness that you Mm -hmm. just can't really describe. And even to him. And, you know, I remember he would try to help. And it was, like, I didn't know how to let him help me. Because he just couldn't really fully understand. And that's not to his fault. Women Mm -hmm. are just different than men. We have so many different things happening to us. I have these hormones that are making me feel this and making me feel that. And he couldn't understand any of those things. um, And he didn't really know how to help it. And, you know, all he could do was whatever it looked like I needed at the moment. Because I could barely express anything.
1: We've been married almost 10 years. And I think that's one thing that we've learned just specifically in postpartum and babies uh-huh. but in life in yes. general is that our our brains are on the same wavelength you know i can yes. think i am giving very <laughs> um like obvious cues of what i need and he's like if you don't tell me with your words this is what i need can you do it now like it just goes yes. straight over his head so i've really had to learn in my postpartum experiences like, I have to verbalize, like, this is a way that you can help me. And and then, like, it is so good for him because he's like, I can act on that. I can run out and get dinner. I can do whatever it is you need to do. But if mm-hmm. you're just going to keep giving sideways glances from the couch and then burst into tears, like, what where does that leave the husband? <laughs> what do I do? And I think, yes. too, another thought that I had where you're talking about this. You know, a lot of people, I'm about to have baby number five. So a lot of people ask me, what was the hardest transition? You know, was it one to two, two to three, three to four, four to five? And every time it was zero to one because mm-hmm. you go from life and, – and not in a bad way. I mean, it's all about you because it's you. Or, you know, then mm-hmm. you get married, but they're an adult. Like they can take care of themselves and they're a heart. Yeah. and you're, you're taking care of your husband, but they're independent. And then you mm-hmm. go from that to all of a sudden you have this person <coughs> – that literally cannot stay alive unless you are 24-7 meeting every need and they can't communicate mm-hmm. their needs. Um, and, and that's difficult. I know you said lonely. I think of like isolating. I mean, there's you just have those feelings of, okay, wow, this is new. And then in some ways you can prepare, but in other ways you just, you can't prepare for something you've
0: never experienced before. Right. When I think about people who, don't have, like, the support system that I did. I mean, my mom stayed for literally almost a month. Like, it was amazing. I don't know how I would have done it without her and Isaac, and so I think that going into when I made that post, I wanted to be careful not to just be a complainer, Mm -hmm. you know. um, I know so many women around me who are struggling, you know, they want a child so bad, And I didn't want it to come across like, well, she is this baby and she's not even thankful for it. I would give anything, you know. And, you know, I want to be careful what I say there. But I definitely wanted the post to bring the honor and glory back to the Lord because he's the one who gave this little miracle to me. And he's the one who allowed me to go through this journey of postpartum. And even Mm -hmm. though it's hard, it's going to teach you things. And um, I wanted to focus more on, the positive of it while still relaying to new moms, like, look, I'm going through this too, you know? Um, And so that's kind of when um, I started talking about what the Lord taught me Mm -hmm. through it and that, um, you know, postpartum is going to be different for everybody. I mean, I know some women who they struggle for months and months and months on end. And Mm -hmm. then I know some women who it's like the next day they're like, Ooh, back at it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, each baby can be different too. I mean, I've had that experience every, and I'm the same person, but all of of my birth experience and postpartums have looked a little different.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, Presley, there were, in that first month, it felt like every single, she didn't have colic, but at night, it was like there was this little time period at night where she was just going to be fussy. And we just knew that. And, you know, a few hours, she's just going to be fussy and we're going to have to deal with it. And it gave me, like, anxiety. (laughs) I'm like, I couldn't wait for the morning to start again when, you know, she does, like, the little smiles that really are on purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the little things that you think about going in that you're excited, you know, for. So along the lines of what I was saying about you know, being careful of, I want to point the honor and glory back Mm -hmm. to the Lord. And I remember putting in my post, you know, like, why, you know, why am I even saying all this? You know, is anyone really going to care? Am I going to look like I'm complaining? You know, and I wanted to make sure that people understood that I was really posting this, not to really show my struggle and be like, woe is me, but to show people like you have somebody else going through this. And because I think all of us are going through this in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. some women it's going to be really, you know, not as significant and some it's going to be woo, like way, way harder. So, um, I just remember thinking, you know, Lord help me to bring this across in the right way and Mm -hmm. just to pull in some truths of what I've learned as people embark on their journey of motherhood. And, you know, just to encourage the mom that feels like she's completely all alone And I remember, you know, I remember saying crossing the bridge of postpartum feels like reaching the light at the end of the tunnel. And just thinking back to kind of when that bridge was kind of crossed in my postpartum journey, um, I had several visits back to the hospital for them to check on me with the hematoma and they ended up having to go back in and make another incision and drain it. And I think... For me, when I started to feel better physically, I started to feel better mentally. Mm -hmm. So really until that first month and a half was finally, like middle of September was when I could finally walk around without pain. Mm -hmm. And when I felt like I could kind of take back control of some things in my life um, was when I felt like, okay, I can do this. You know, I I was sick of having people help me. Okay. Uh, we moved two weeks after high like <laughs> I do not recommend, highly don't recommend that at all. Um, I'm someone who wants, like, everything to be this way, and I want it how I want it. And, yeah. you know, I remember I'm, like, watching my sister, Lauren, like, put stuff up in the cupboards And I'm like, oh, I don't want it there, but I'm not going to say that. Like (laughs) she's doing this for me. She's so sweet. (laughs) Yes. So when I could do things for myself and felt like I could walk around was really when I think a little bit of my mentality kind of got back in the right place. But also um, I remember going to my dad and being like, dad, I just cannot even find time to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. And I knew that until I did that, my mental health was going to be nowhere near where it needed to be or where it even could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to realize at some point, like, that the Lord is going to be there through you for this. And I think we go through all these things, and we talked about this earlier, but you go through these things, like, even when we moved um, my junior year of high school, and in the moment, it feels like everything is just in shambles. You know, Mm -hmm. and you come out the other side and you're like, wow, the Lord taught me this. And um, this is what I needed to learn through this and all these different things. And I think postpartum is kind of the same way Um, until you start looking at, you know, what can what is the Lord teaching me through this? I mean, for postpartum for mothers, I mean, he's making you into a total different person. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's transforming me in different ways every single day. Um, teaching me how to be a mother, teaching me um, what do I need to keep in my life more of and what do I need to push away more of to make my home more of what it needs to be as Presley gets older. Now, right now, she's not going to remember anything. But, you know, even a few months... Yeah, you're laying a foundation. Down the the line. Yeah, when she starts seeing, you know, is mom going to make a point to go to church today? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, like I remember initially when we went back to church i was like hallelujah i can go back to church i can have social interaction that's a big thing honestly Mm -hmm. that helped me um when i could see christian women again and kind of like rely on them and talk to them and um have that community around me um was a lot of what helped me cross Mm -hmm. that bridge i think but um I remember, you know, a few weeks after we started going to church, I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Like, now I need to be there every Sunday and Sunday morning is terrible. And I remember my mom saying, Morgan, every Saturday night is going to be the worst sleep. You know, she's going to wake up the most times throughout Saturday night into Sunday morning. And you just have to make the decision the night before you're going. Whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do, whatever you need to prayer to prepare before um, so that that morning is smoother. That's what you have to do. And Man, my mom's words just hit me like a ton of bricks Mm -hmm. because, you know, even not a month in, the devil was already fighting. And she would wake up like once, maybe twice a night when she was a newborn newborn, which really wasn't terrible. Mm -hmm. But when we started going to church Saturday evenings, three and four times a night, I'm like, are you joking? (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is a spiritual battle. Like, I like there is a spiritual battle through postpartum. And I think that's what people have to Mm -hmm. realize. It's not just this physical, mental, earthly battle that we're fighting, um, it is a spiritual battle. And whether you're not you're going to give in to ultimately what the devil wants you to do and, um, or what the Lord wants you to do. And so now I'm so thankful, you know, for the opportunity to stay home with my baby and um, to just be home with her and to just connect with her and bond with her. And I think that once I cross that bridge, it's not smooth every single day, mm-hmm. but it is so much smoother. And you kind of start to feel this relief, like, okay, I can do this. Like, There's
1: the transition. You're never going to have the normal that you had before. But you do right. have a new normal. But there is a point yes. in between where nothing is normal. And mm-hmm. I think with my first, especially, and even some with my second, I really resisted that very small season of time. Like it yes. felt like it was just huge and forever. But looking back now, I'm like, <laughs> I blinked and it was gone. Um, but I balked against that so much. Whereas with some of my later babies, I've tried to embrace it more for what mm-hmm. it was. Was it hard? Yeah. Is hard bad? No. Just a season that you work through. And then once you start seeing like, okay, you know, we we will sleep again. Uh, you know, I will be able to get up and actually get a shower and get dressed and to do my makeup on top of all of that. Mm -hmm. Or I know you said like, okay, I will be able to get out of the house again. Once you start seeing the hope of, okay, you know what? It's it's a new normal, but there is a normal out there for me. I think that is very freeing. And I love how much you brought in just finding what God was trying to teach you in that season because that's something that I really feel like the Lord has taught me more and more with each of my babies. And I don't know why I felt like it was weird to bring God into that part of my life early on. I don't know if it just felt like an intimate thing or something that he wasn't interested in. Um, But I've just really, the Lord's been working on me recently about how much he wants to walk through every portion of, of everything with us. And that you know, for, for me, for you, for a lot of women is birth. It is postpartum. And when I have tried to bring God into those seasons, um, they have had a sweetness. They have had a purpose greater, um, than what I might've initially thought. And the Lord has really taught me a lot through that. Just a couple episodes before this one comes out. Um, I did one with a friend on her birth stories and they're so, so different. I mean, from an emergency C-section to like a crazy long labor V-back to a home birth, (sighs) like wild birth stories. But she echoes the same thing about how through all the twists and turns of crazy circumstances she didn't foresee, God taught her so much. And I love the emphasis, especially you as a young first time mom now, seeing that so early on, I wish that's something that I would have seen earlier is that. God is right here with me in the midst of all my crazy, whether that's life or emotions or hormones or whatever. Um, And, and he can provide something that only he can provide. I just have to, I have to be open to that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Once, you know, you do bring God into it. And I, I think you're absolutely hit the nail on the head with, you just kind of feel like it's like this intimate thing. Like, you know, does God really care that like I'm physically struggling down there? Like yes. I like, heard in places that I didn't know existed like, and I can't get this baby I'm to like, nurse. Right. And yes, yes. <laughs> I've never really prayed for like your help with like breastfeeding. So I'm not really sure how to do New conversations. That. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, we have to realize the Lord knows everything and yeah. he is there through, through everything. And you know, as a mom now, And it's still crazy to even think that because I am so young. Like you said, I'm 24 years old and um, I have, you know, women around me that are friends that, you know, have not had babies yet. I have some friends who had babies when they were even younger than me. And just to kind of see, you know, how the Lord works and all the different situations. And he, he gives it to you, gives you your baby right when you need it and right when he's trying to teach you something. And I do think he transforms your entire life. I mean, life will never be the same. And I, I've had to realize too, um, you know, you're saying how you, the first baby, you kind of try to treat life just as normal. And it's not normal. You know, you have to change things and everything is different. You know, it now takes me 30 minutes to get out of the house and not 30 seconds, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> Wait till you have five. <laughs> yes, he totally changes who you are yeah. as a person, you know. I think someone who knew me in high school or in college, I'm a total different person now mm-hmm. than I was. It's only been three months, but I have well, a total and new continue identity. continue
1: in the next three years, in the next 13 years, like in the next 30. Yes. I mean, you are, yes. you are on a, a new path now and God will continue to use that. And it has yes. been one of the hardest. I mean, I say motherhood is one of the hardest, best things that I've done. I mean, it, it keeps me on my knees, but that's where I'm supposed to be. You know, that's yes. where God wants me to be. And it has been a tool that he has used to drive me there and very often to keep me there. And it's good for yes. me.
0: Yeah, it, it is so good for me, even if it's, like, 3 a.m. and I'm like, Lord, please help her to go to sleep. Like, just make her tired. Just, like, <laughs> put, just place your hand on her, you know? And um, it is good for me because the Lord knew that I needed this right when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Isaac came into my life, changed everything. Presley came into my life, changed everything. And I feel like the Lord kind of sends these wake-up calls yeah. too you know, of this is who I want you to be. And now that label for my life is totally different. You know, last year, this time, he wanted me to be a school teacher and to be there for 16 little students. And um, now I'm at home with one baby and this is who he's called me to be. And this is who I'm supposed to be in this time period. And I think even finding, I remember talking to Isaac, like, I don't even know how to, how to serve anymore. You know, like, what is my ministry? But the Lord has really taught me, this is my ministry right mm-hmm. now. You know, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I can do nothing greater mm-hmm. than to be at home with her and to raise her. And that be, you know, my calling yeah. for right now. So I'm loving every second of it. And, you know, it's fun for me to see people like you who have multiple kids. And I'm like, how? <laughs> but but
1: no, seriously. It's, Somebody it's told me once because- you get past three, I mean, it's. It can't get any crazier than when you have three, oh, yeah. so you just keep adding to
0: it. So. <laughs> yes. Me and Isaac are both in families of three. So, yeah, I look at you, and I'm like, you are a superhero. Well, oh, goodness, <laughs> no. God's it grace really does is sufficient. <laughs> yes. No, but it really does inspire me. Like, um, you know, I, to see Christian women who have these children and to see, you know, you've even pulled out so many things that, you can do from home Mm -hmm. as your ministry and, um, and it's great for young girls like me to see. And I want to inspire, you know, someone younger than me who may be coming up and has a baby in five, Mm -hmm. six, seven years, and maybe even sees my posts like, okay, so this is normal. Like Christian women go through these hard things too, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's been a learning experience, but it has been absolutely wonderful.
1: Well, more and more, I love the passage in Ecclesiastes that talks about the seasons of life because right, yes. life really is lived in seasons and sometimes yes. you're in a season that just feels eternal and I know those sleepless newborn nights feel that way, um, but they really do go so fast and you know, now I'm in a season where I, do, I have some of that, um, but I'm also homeschooling and have older kids, but just the reality that I, I've had to learn for my own self Um you know, what is God trying to teach me in this season? And you're right. How can I minister in this season? You know, how I'm ministering now looks very different than I did 10 years ago. And it's going to look different in 10 years from now. You know, Simeon and I were talking the other day and I was like, do you know what thought I just had? I said, I think the only thing crazier than us having five little kids so close in age is having five teenagers that are like, all stacked on top of each other, like, wow, can you imagine our household then? Yes. <laughs> but, but it'll be a new season, and that'll bring new challenges and new opportunities for growth um, and new ministry opportunities. So I think I've just, to see life like that, it helps in the seasons that are difficult. Um, it helps me savor, savor the seasons that are really sweet. But it's also helped me learn, like, okay, God didn't give me a season to be wasted. So what is his purpose? Mm-hmm for me in this season and he always has a purpose he never wastes time
0: yes absolutely well i don't want to ramble on too much so um i'll just go ahead and start hitting some of these points that you wanted me to hit so um in my post i kind of you know wrote down some things that i've learned in my short time as a mother and i mean very very short time as a mother so um there's not that many things i can say and i don't want to come across like a know it all at all, but I do think that some of these things, you know, would help somebody um, because I know they would have helped me. Well, I know
1: something your dad has said that is so helpful. I I say it all the time on my podcast, but he always talks about living and speaking out of the overflow. And yeah, yeah, you're a young mom. You've had one baby, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this episode, this post is speaking out of the overflow of what God is teaching you right now. And it struck a chord. I mean, how many women commented on that? and said, this is exactly what I needed. And I think that's why Yes. you're speaking out of the overflow of right now in this moment, this is what God is teaching me. And God always Absolutely. uses that
0: to encourage other people. Yes. Um, so I wrote down to the new mom and then to the support system of a new mom and, um, to the new mom, it was just really what I was going through. So mm-hmm my first point was make time for your relationship with God. And I've kind of already touched on some of these, so I won't linger here, but um, the sooner you're spending time with him, the sooner that your mental health is going to start to get more in check. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the only one that can give you that strength and that can give you that peace um, in what you're going through, no matter what that is. And if you're listening and you're like, I'm not a mom or I'm not going through postpartum right now, whatever it is that you're going through, um, Your mental health, and you know, our generation talks about mental health so much, like, Mm -hmm. you know, much too flippantly, honestly, (laughs) Um, just because everybody's, like, dealing with whatever they're dealing with right now. But but seriously, everybody is dealing with something, and, you know, it could be something small. It could be something large, and we don't have to make big deals out of Mm -hmm. everything, but um, he's going to help you through whatever that you're going through. So turn to him. I encourage you. Start getting in your Bible. Um, And then I wrote... Make time for your relationship with your husband. Um, women are so different than men. And we also touched on this one. But the emotions and hormones rushing through you, they're not felt by your husband. Isaac doesn't feel all the same things that I feel. You know, I would break down crying. Or honestly, there were sometimes and I'm going to be really transparent, I'm like yelling at him and he's like, what is happening?
1: <laughs> like, I like think sometimes we understand. focus so much on the transition it is for us. Because, I mean, it is. We just yes. like birthed a human that's yes. a huge transition in every yes. facet of our being. Oh, yeah. But the reality is, too, like all of a sudden they're having to share an us that they don't mm-hmm. recognize with this new human yes. that is like completely new. So it's just it's a lot, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to
0: forget that we can yes. just get and so and wrapped up to in be ourselves yeah. through it. Yes, and I mean there is a time to be selfish through postpartum. I think you know, there's a time where I need this. Mm -hmm. And I don't get this. I'm going to lose my mind. But then there's also a time where it's like, okay, we can't be selfish, (laughs) you know, at the same time. So, and I remember Isaac saying to me, like, once I came through out of it, you know, he just kind of missed me, Mm -hmm. you know, who I was before as much as I missed who I was before. He did too, you know, he kind of lost me to Presley there for a little bit Mm -hmm. and, you know, prioritize your husband, okay. Mm -hmm. And give him grace you know he's trying to help you he doesn't always understand but he is trying to help yeah um m- moving quickly here the bathroom does not have to be deep cleaned the first we come from the hospital um like i said we moved right after and oh my goodness my house was a mess for weeks and family was in and out of there and i was embarrassed and there is nothing to be embarrassed about that's what i realized later on you know now my dust house will be waiting is, for you whether you clean it a oh, week after oh yes. or a month after <laughs> oh yes absolutely you know um, so now now i'm able to clean every week like i want to and make things organized and um which if you knew me in college and you're listening to this you're probably like she is not that cleaner or organized what is she talking about i am much cleaner now i really am the, the lord kind of like carries you along there cuz if you don't then it's going to be mess um but give yourself grace when you get home you know perfection that's not What you're going for right now. It's not the goal. Okay. Um, Next, savor the moment. Um, This is not your time to do things solely for yourself and your husband anymore. Um, And, you know, I do remember thinking, I miss just being able to do this, or I miss being able to do that, or we can't do that right now. And um, remember, this is what the Lord has put in front of you right now. And pretty soon it's going to be gone. And Mm -hmm. which in mine is still right here. But I see friends who have talked to me and been like, truly savor that because, you know, we already miss it. And even now that she's starting to get bigger and growing out of her clothes and, and she's growing out of them fast, thanks Mm. to her dad. (laughs) Um, But she's, I'm already missing things. So I'm realizing, savor that. Mm -hmm. Um, Find something to look forward to every day. This was a big one for me. Um, I'm someone who likes to have something to look forward to. That kind of gives me like a almost like a goal for the day, yeah. like just motivation. to find something. Yes. Um, motivation. That's the word I was looking for. Um, you know, cause it is difficult, but just find something small for you. You know, you're going to be taking care of her all day long. She's your priority. But when your husband gets home or your mom is there or whatever you want to do, find something that you can do. Whether your husband can bring you takeout when he comes home or even, even for me showering, that was like the biggest blessing. I'm like, hallelujah. Um, <laughs> Yes, or wash away the um, day. <laughs> yes, or while the baby sleeps, I'm someone who could not sleep while the baby slept. It, I just couldn't do it. Everybody's like, sleep while the baby sleeps. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> so, um, I would find a show that I like, just something to relax me, to kind yes. of ease my mind. Um, remember that it's going to get easier and it's going to get fun. Um, right now, I wrote, your mind is not thinking 100% clearly from all your hormones after birth, but soon it's going to be the most amazing thing you've ever imagined. Just give it time. And I had to remember that because I'm someone who kind of likes to, okay, let's keep this moving. Let's get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But I had to be patient and just know that, you know, soon this postpartum anxiety and stress and baby blues and depression, whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. it's going to pass. And the Lord's going to help you get through that um it's okay for the baby to cry this is a funny one um (laughs) presley would cry and it absolutely bothered me so much i just wanted to fix everything i'm very much a fixer Mm -hmm. and um my dad looked at me and i was losing my mind over presley losing her mind and he was just he just stopped me and he was like morgan it's okay and he said that sometimes babies just cry and i'm like huh (laughs) imagine that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but it really was a reality check. Like, it's okay. She can cry. Set her down. Do what you need to do. It's going to be okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, your body will eventually heal. This one for me felt like an eternity. I, I, knew, I had so many friends who kind of bounced back. Um, they were back out doing things right away. And I remember laying on the couch and I just felt jealous and just kind of that woe is me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of this. I my body's not healing and i it really did take forever um to the point where i was just asking people like please pray that this you know goes away soon because mm-hmm. i cannot take it anymore just um the pain and yeah you know your men- your mentality kind of goes along with that cuz you know i was also dealing with you know sadness and things like that but mm-hmm. um it will eventually heal the weight you gain is okay <laughs> you can work it off, Um, but it's, it's a reminder of this beautiful gift God gave you, and, you know, someday you're going to have the time to go to the gym every day, but you're going to miss that your baby being so little, Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to remind myself of that. Um, Don't forget, you know, your baby and what's best for them better than anyone, you know, everyone wants to put in their two cents, and I do think it's great. I, I loved it when my mom or people would tell me, like, this is what I did to help, whatever, but in the end, like, You have instincts that God has given you for exactly for who your baby is. You know them. Listen to those. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't worry so much about all the little things. Um, And then your feelings are not facts. And this was a big one for me. Um, You'll notice a lot of things I said were about how I felt, and I wrote about that. Um, but don't let yourself believe the lies your hormones are making you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to have all these feelings, but they're, they're not facts. Your feelings are not facts and, um, it's going to be okay. So realize that you're going to come out on the other side and you're going to think about all the things you did out of your feelings and your Mm -hmm. hormones and, um, Just remember that. So then to the support system of a new mom. And I'll jump through these quickly. But when I wrote this, it was not for to be like, this person didn't. I didn't like how they did this with me or I didn't like how they did this with me. It was more for myself because I came to the end. And I was like, wow, I had no idea what my friends were going through before me that had babies. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have done things so differently. So this is kind of to encourage you, like, here's some things that you can do. If you're not a mom, but you know someone who is, this is what you can do. So first I wrote, pray for her more than anything else. She needs prayer. There's going to be a lot of things that you can't do. You can't breastfeed for her. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Um, You can't do a lot of things for her, but you can pray for her. Um, Next, give grace. Don't expect her to bounce back immediately. Um, there was a time my sister came over and I just immediately lashed out at her. Like, Lord, you don't understand. Okay. And, um, you know, she gave me so much grace, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you just don't lash back out at them. They really are doing the best they can. Okay. And even if you're being the most helpful person in the world, she may not see it that way. Don't get upset. Okay. She really is doing the best she can. Um, next, she will eventually return to herself and I already touched on this, but Mm -hmm. even though I was the one going through all these changes, so is Isaac. He expressed after I returned to a good emotional state, how hard it was on him watching me not be myself and having such a hard time. Your wife, your friend, your cousin, your aunt, your sister, whoever it is, she's going to be herself again. And it is all, it might not be the same normal that you knew, but she's not going to be in this. Like state that you see her in where she just looks like a zombie all the time like she's just like like going through the motions of life um check on your postpartum friends I just have a couple left here um even if your friends don't reach out to you or whoever it is and you don't know what to say or how to help never experienced this um and like I said I wish I would have understood what my friends who had babies before me were going through I would have done things so differently you know You might, I remember even thinking, like, they haven't asked me to come see the baby yet. Like, I thought I was special to them, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, sometimes you do have to be the one to reach out. They're not thinking about you right now. They're thinking about everything else give it time, wait for the right moment, Mm -hmm. but reach out. If you know they're struggling or feel like maybe they need a little help, reach out to them, check on them. Even if it's just to say, Hey, I'm praying for you. It doesn't have to be, Hey, I'm coming over. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm praying for you. Can I do anything for you? Can I bring you a meal? That was a big thing. Our church um, brought meals for the first five days Mm -hmm. and it was absolutely just the biggest blessing. Yes. Um, if she says it's going great in that first month, more often than not, she's lying. I remember people would ask me, how's it going? I'm like, why are you even asking that? Like, you're a mom. You know how it's going. I'm crying every single day. Like, um, just be kind. Do what you can to encourage them. Yeah. Um, and then stop asking when the second baby is coming. This is my last one. Her answer is never at the moment. <laughs> um Anytime someone would, like, bring that up. of like, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> like, do not talk to me right now. <laughs> like, but that one really was just kind of, like, joking with you. Yes. But, um, yeah, stop asking when the second baby is coming, if she's a first-time mom. <laughs> she probably doesn't want to talk about that right now. And then I just wrote at the end, um, this was kind of while I was sitting in my house in the quiet of the moment, and I was drinking my coffee and watching Presley play. Mm-hmm. She was three – Months old at the time and I was just thinking back of like the podcast is called the beautiful and the ugly and just how they're shaping the person I am today Mm -hmm. I can't imagine my life without her in it anymore and I'm a mom and I'm proud of it and your journey is amazing my journey is amazing moms are absolutely amazing and whatever you're going through right now you it's going to pass And postpartum is super scary, but it's amazing. And, you know, moms are absolute superheroes, and God is going to help you through this. And He has got you, and you've got this. Whatever you're going through, He's going to get you through. And just know that you are not alone. That was the main point of this post, was to show moms they're not alone. And so many reached out. I got direct messages. I got Facebook messengers. I got texts. I got calls of all these women saying, Thank you so much because, you know, it shows that it wasn't just me because you just feel like you're alone in this bubble because you're at home and you're not seeing it. But just know when you're up with that baby at 3 a.m. and you're feeding her and you feel lonely and you're tired and you're upset, just remember that there's thousands and thousands of moms around the world who are up right in that very moment. They could be down the street from you. They could Mm -hmm. be across the world from you, but they're up feeding their baby right then too. And we are all going through this wonderful journey of motherhood together, and it is such a blessing, and the Lord is so, so good. Mm-hmm. And Presley is just my little miracle, and you're going to get through this. So I'll stop rambling now, but <laughs> no. I love talking about it. Oh, no, this
1: is also great, and I do think it will be really encouraging. Like you said earlier, it's a topic that just isn't, I don't know if it's just taboo or what, but not a, pe- a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about it. Um and yeah. we said too you know you don't like to show your weakness your brokenness. Absolutely. Um mm-hmm. but sometimes when we are vulnerable the Lord gives such an opportunity for other people to be like okay I, I'm not crazy like <laughs> I'm feeling yes. this too. Um yes. and I know you talked about just <laughs> your feelings not being facts and really trying to anchor your heart in scripture. There have been seasons in my life where like I feel like my constant, uh, mantra is just the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my yeah. strength. God, you've
0: yes. got to give me that
1: joy because I need the strength. Um, and he does, he is always so faithful to do that. And, uh, this season is so sure. I mean, I'm here, we are, I'm getting ready to come up on it for the fifth time. And I already oh, I feel like it's that. like, it's it's almost gone. Like it's not even here yet. And I feel like it's almost gone. Um, but mm-hmm. it just, it does, time goes by so fast, but it is such a gift to get to be a mom and to really just give everything for another human mm-hmm. being. And it does, yeah. it changes you, it shapes them, and it is quite the journey. And I'm just thankful that the Lord is willing to entrust us broken women <laughs> with yes, with these little absolutely. miracle babies and um, mm-hmm. to have an opportunity to try to raise them For him And so much of the walk of motherhood, I just, it is that sanctifying journey that he wants to make us more like him so that Mm -hmm. we can reflect that to the next generation who, you know, give it a few decades and you're going to be their grandma that's helping Presley (laughs) with, (laughs) I mean, it goes, it's crazy. It doesn't feel like that, but it goes, I mean, my oldest is seven and I mean, she's still, you know, she thinks she'll be 17 tomorrow. She's still got a long way to go. <laughs> but time goes by so quickly. I love that. Um, but but the Lord is good through it all. And he's so good to just hold our hand through everything that we walk through, even something mm-hmm. like birth and postpartum. So, Morgan, thank you so yeah. much for joining me on this episode. Thank I Thank really you think so the much Lord for having me.
0: It. Yes, I've enjoyed it. And I love you guys. And we just love watching everything that y'all are doing so it's been a blessing
1: well oh, thank you we feel the same about you all and it's just it's always great to see god working in families especially young families bringing up kids yes. trying to do it for the lord that's such an encouragement mm-hmm. um and, and yeah. i think it's an encouragement for the listeners too sometimes it yeah. feels like the world is going completely a different way which they are yes but it's nice. And it's to just know. like
0: enclosing around you.
1: yeah It's always Mm -hmm. encouraging to see families who are just trying to do it the Bible way. So thank you guys. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends and engage with me on Instagram at No nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to follow more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.